Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Praying in faith or dependence is a sign of a CCF. In other words, a committed Christian follower. You see, if you call yourself a growing Christian, a growing follower, then you're going to be praying for God to open doors, to show you potential that He has for you so that you can step out in faith. When you pray, what's the main theme of your conversation? Is it asking God for things, or are you genuinely seeking His will for your life? Today, Pastor Mark will be encouraging you to pray prayers that Jesus would have prayed for Himself. Pray for guidance as you go about your day, and for an open heart and listening ears. Ask the Lord to bring you to situations where you can be a light in the darkness. Request courage to do what He's planned for you, and then walk forward boldly in faith that God is with you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 14 with today's edition of Lessons for Living. call yourself a Christian. You do all the right things. It's like a guy that buys a suitcase. And you know, today on the internet, you you can order all these labels. Paris, Athens, South America, Hawaii. And you order all these things and you get your brand new suitcase and you put the labels on all of them. You've never been out of MIMS in your life. But... But you look pretty good. World traveler. Don't even have a passport. Could it be that you're here in Vieira? You've been in church 30 years. You've been a member of a church. But you're labeled only. You're a knockoff. You see, that's who these people were that followed Jesus. When he said, it's going to cost you, they went, we're out of here. They, They were knockoffs. They were never, ever, ever followers. Well, this isn't the first time Jesus spoke about it. Notice, write this statement down. Confessing Christ must also lead to a commitment to follow Christ. One of the things we have to be very careful about in the church, especially in America, is people that come to our altars and make a profession of faith Billy Graham Crusades, Greg Laurie Crusades, any church, doesn't matter, First Baptist, whatever. People come and accept the Lord. Many of those people that go to our prayer rooms, 
We don't know if they ever move past the professing stage. They never really become followers. They said some words. They meant it at the moment. But all kinds of other things get in their life. And they, and they never really become true followers. You say, could that really happen? Did it happen in those days? Well, sure it did. In Matthew 7, Jesus makes a bold statement. And he makes a bold statement that kind of shocked a lot of people. In Matthew 7, Jesus says, On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. I never had a relationship with you. You know, you can just paraphrase that and say, God, God, we, we came to Calvary Chapel. We had our Bible. We came weekly. We gave our tithes. We were really into it. And Jesus could say, wonderful, but I never knew you. You didn't have a personal relationship. You were label only. That's very dangerous. There's not too much of that in China. Because their Christianity costs them every day. The threat of their life. In America, we don't have that problem. In China, no Christian radio. No Christian television. Here, Blair's at it 24-7. Churches on every corner. Just walk in anytime you want. Most of the world is certainly not like that. So I want to challenge you. If you're a make-believe, if you're a label-only Christian, get real. The second thing that can keep us from really following is trouble and persecution. Let me read to you from Hebrews chapter 10. Remember those earlier days after you have received the light when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering. In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews, the writer is writing to a church like the church of China that had been persecuted for their Christianity. And the writer says, well, you remember when you came to Christ? He says, stand your ground. Then it goes on. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. Other times you stood side by side with those who were treated. See, these people were being persecuted. They were being insulted. He says, you sympathized with those who were in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. Even in those days, in the book of Hebrews, back in the Bible time, people lost their lives, their homes were taken, things were taken. You know, it was very interesting while we were in China. I talked to the underground pastor. We met him. As we met him in the home, we have a, a couple from this fellowship that live in Beijing. They're there for three or four years, work for Harris. And so we stayed in their home, and we had one night, she had a pastor in his, of a state church. And then a pastor and his wife of the underground church. And we had an opportunity to dialogue with them. It was wonderful. I can't tell you his name. I can't show you a picture of him. I was not able to go to his church. Why? It's too dangerous. While we were there, we learned some interesting things. That China filters every email in and out of China. Now, you can't even get your hands around that, can you? I met a businessman as we flew back to Dulles. I met a businessman in Dulles, and he says, he wasn't a Christian. 
He says, I go over with my Blackberry and I'll be over there and I go many times a year and my boss will call me on the cell and say, how many emails did you get from me? I sent like 25 over the last three days. He'll say, I got 17 of them in the exact same time. And they were sent over three or four days. Well, what happened to the other eight? There was something in there that China didn't like. Same with Christianity. You have to be very careful of what we write to them, where we go, how we said things, because they just filtered out. You can't receive the truth in many ways and shapes and form. See, we're not used to that. But persecution was a normal thing in the days of Christ. It's still true today, not too much in our country by any means. People make, make fun of you, and they do, that you're a Christian. I mean, we don't like it, but it's not a big deal, really. Some of you might lose a job because you stand for Christ. I understand that. Not easy, but nothing like losing your life. And so persecution and being, well, in trouble all the time, the writer of the Hebrews says this, you need to persevere. Just stick with it. In other words, don't let trouble or persecution Move you away from doing the will of God. Because God, in the end, will minister to you. See, Satan is always against us. And he'll use whatever form he can. Often he'll use persecution and discouragement. Maybe you're in that place. Don't be discouraged. Stick with it. Number three. Another thing that I think affects our commitment big time in the United States specifically is a word that we're not familiar with a lot, spiritually, It's called apathy. Apathy. The definition of apathy is simply this. A lack of initiative. Remaining inactive. Indifferent. Passive. See, if your life's on the line in China for Christ, you're never passive. Everything you do, you're putting your life on the line. Spiritual apathy, I think, can be defined this way. Bored with God and not filled with God's Spirit. Paul is a perfect picture of the opposite of apathy. In 2 Timothy, Paul writes this, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. He was committed. We see at the end of Paul's life, he was committed 24-7. He really never wavered for it. He ran his race with excellence. He was committed to do whatever God had in store for him. It didn't matter. And we know he suffered great persecution. You see, apathetic people, by and large, in the United States, mostly, are apathetic because they're bored with God because they've stopped expecting God to do miracles. They've stopped it. They don't even think. That God can do amazing things. But what did our scripture say today? Jesus says to his disciples, when I leave, you are going to do greater things than me. And yet we don't step out in faith very often. We're just apathetic about it. You know, one of the difficulties we have in the United States, not so much in Calvary Chapel here, not that we're a perfect church, far from it. I'm certainly not a perfect pastor. But the church in the United States really has a drive-through mentality. What's he speaking? Pastor Mark, are you going to speak on commitment next week again? Yeah. 
Thank you for telling me. I won't be here. You say, well, people wouldn't say that, would they? Well, sure they would. You see, we change churches like we go to all the fast food restaurants, don't we? Well, I didn't like that this week. I'll try this one over here, and I'll try this one over here. See, that that's non-existent in China. It's non-existent. We have a drive through mentality. And one of the things that challenged me when I go overseas, I'm always challenged personally when I see the kind of things that are happening there. Let me give you an example. Here's a, the underground church in China. It is not where I was because I told you I couldn't take pictures there. I couldn't even go to the church. It was too dangerous. But when they meet, they have Bibles. By the way, I'll just make this kind of gentle statement and you can do with it whatever you want. They're there on time for worship. Now let me just move past that. (laughs) Do you know why? Because they understand what worship is. They understand their need to worship God. Many of us, this is our church, are pitifully poor at that. You want to hear the teaching, but you're not interested in worship. That's immaturity on your part. Pastor Mark, why are you saying hard things? Because they're true. And they need to change in this church. The change comes from you realizing that God wants you to worship here. Well, Pastor Mark, are you going to say that again? Another church where they don't care. Drive through mentality. Oh, that wouldn't happen. Really? Oh, I'll get some emails, but I'm going to filter them out. I'm just trying to challenge us. Pastor Mark, God doesn't challenge us. Are you kidding me? We need to be the best we can be. And we need to challenge ourselves to come up to that level, myself included. I sat down with the pastor. In 1995, just a year or two before that, he became a Christian. He was a young man. His wife was there. I said to him, can I come to your church? He said, absolutely not. It's too dangerous. He started his own little church, underground church. They meet in homes in 1995. It's now grown to nine underground churches. They have 40, 30 to 40 people in every home group. He has seven co-pastors that are just people like you guys that teach. He meets together with his pastors once a week, privately. He teaches them the word. They teach the other group of people. As they're there, I'll just say this. The service is uh, three hours long. <laughs> I like it. Three. It's a double of this one. Three. But they get in their cars and leave and go to the next church. Now, I'm not proposing three-hour church services. That's foolish. But see, there isn't a drive-through mentality. And when I visit these kind of churches, I'm challenged myself to realize We argue, we fuss, we move churches, we do whatever. It's so minor issues. Do you know today across the United States, thank God it's not in our churches here at Calvary. 
You know, the church is splitting this morning in the United States because too many praise choruses, not enough hymns. God help, the world is plumbing to hell and we're arguing over non-essentials. So when I visit these churches, I come back and I think of all these little things we get upset about. Myself included, all of us. And here's, here's my statement to all of us after that. That's not too spiritual, but that's exactly right, isn't it? 1.3 billion people plunging to hell. We're trying to figure out, should we throw another praise chorus in or not? God help us. The service is three hours long. It's filled with a half hour of worship and praise, an hour of teaching. Then they break up into small groups. And then they also go, during the week, they have small Bible studies in their homes. Now, the police have been... To their churches, which are just in apartments. They're always at threat. I said to him, how many other underground churches are there in Beijing? He says, I have no idea. We can't meet with any other pastors. It's too dangerous. I said, you do water baptism, he says, twice a year. He says, many times the police have dragged him to the police station and they said this to him. You can't do what you're doing. Stop it. He says, if you stop us here, another church will rise up somewhere else. Now that is not drive-through mentality. And I'm afraid we don't have that commitment here in the United States. I'm afraid I don't even approach that. And as I see these churches, I'm challenged personally by what God wants to do through committed people. We don't live in China. We're never going to be like China. But we want to be committed. I do. I want to see the potential God has for us. These underground churches are changing the picture of China. They're everywhere. In fact, it's so powerful that they've changed the public church now that I went to. I'll share with you more next week. They're able to share the gospel now. Before, they were never able to share. They could have church, but they could never mention in the past the Holy Spirit ever. You did it, the pastor would step down. Not anymore. Praise God. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that rules us today. He's God on earth. Look at John 14, verse 13. John 14, verse 13. Jesus, knowing his disciples were in shock, says this. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Jesus says, I'm leaving, but I'm giving you a big comfort. He says, you can pray to God in my name and get answers to prayer. You see, that's what I need. That's what this church in China needs. They need, life is simply filled with questions. They needed committed followers who can have the answers. Now, don't think that what Jesus is saying when you pray his name, you can say this. In the name of Jesus, I need a Mercedes or a Lexus today. No, what it means by praying in the name of Jesus, something that Jesus would pray for himself. Here's something I want you to write. Praying in faith or dependence is a sign of a CCF. In other words, a committed Christian follower. You see, 
If you call yourself a growing Christian, a growing follower, then you're going to be praying for God to open doors, to show you potential that he has for you so that you can step out in faith. Jesus says in John 14, 15, look at the next verse. If you love me, you will obey what I command. There was an unchanging commitment in the belief of God's word as the inspired word of God. First John 2, 3 says, We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commandments. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we are in him. So the next thing I want you to write is simply this. A CCF follows God. A committed Christ follower follows God. He obeys God. He listens to God. He listens to the voice of God. He doesn't lead God. God is always speaking to us. What does he want you to do? What is the potential that's out in front of you? How will I know it? How do I know to step forward? When Linda and I prayed as we went over to China, open doors. You'll be amazed at the doors God opened for us. I didn't know what was there. It's not about me. It's about God. He likes to use us. Write this statement down. Full obedience. In other words, stepping out in faith is a sign of a CCF, a committed Christ follower. See, partial obedience doesn't do. Full obedience does. And then God will orchestrate all the things that are necessary. You can't orchestrate being invited to a presidential breakfast and know who's going to be there. You can't orchestrate a little girl walking behind and saying about my mommy and daddy or missionaries and they're fighting. You can't orchestrate that. God can. But we have to have ears to hear because the potential lies within us to do greater things than we could ever imagine doing. And I didn't go to China just for you and I to walk out the door and go, hey, cool, man, we got 12, 16, is it going to be a three-hour service or whatever? No, it, Could God do that in me? Absolutely. And he wants to. The doors are open. Proverbs 16:3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Whether you're here in Melbourne and Vieira, it doesn't matter. The people in Vieira are just as average as the people here in Melbourne. We're just people with great potential. Commit to be a growing follower of Jesus Christ. Here's a test to find out whether your mission on earth is finished. If you're alive, tell me. It isn't. You got it. If you've given your life to Christ, you're a new creation. But this new creation takes time to develop. In fact, becoming more like Jesus is a lifelong endeavor. Today, Pastor Mark reminded you to commit to this ongoing process and to continually seek God. Ask for eyes to see and a heart to help. As you grow in your faith, share the transformation with others. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Committing to following the Lord is a big step. It won't always be an easy journey, but God is calling you to it. But next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will be encouraging you to celebrate what your Creator is doing. Look for and enjoy the milestones in your walk with Him. And take the time to praise Him for the good in this world and the grace He gives you every day. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living. And together, let's do life right. in a herd